Welcome back, everybody, to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me or DM me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can find me on Twitter as well at Dan Urban MMA. You can also follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. And we would love if you could subscribe to wherever you listen to the show. And please, if you're listening and able to rate our show, please give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we're going to break down some judging, so you might as well know the criteria. You can find it at abcboxing.com. So, Dan, obviously we uh, we had a little pay-per-view over the weekend. Uh, one of the last ones that we're going to get in this godforsaken year. Oh, for sure. I, I was very excited going into it. Towards the end of the night, I was just hoping for it to be over. It was paced like a snail. I feel like maybe that's in part just because you're a little tired, maybe, no? I don't know. Almost two o'clock before they got over, right? I don't know, but you have four TVs that you're sitting in front of. So how can you possibly fall asleep when you've got all that going on? I was getting tired. I was like, let's go. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I honestly, I didn't think it was that bad, uh, that badly paced. But I also I was uh, working while I was doing this. So, you know, it's a little bit different. Uh, but not a lot of big fights to break down from a judging perspective. Not nothing. I don't think there were too many that enraged people that we need to kind of go into. Uh, so we'll get to just kind of the smaller fights. And there's one, there's one fight in particular that I think you and I both feel could have gone a different way. Right. But we'll get to that later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about these title fights. The, both of the flyweight championship bouts, both champions retained. We'll start with the men's side. And that's Davis and Figueredo who put a hurting on uh, Alex Perez. What a scary guy. That he was, is frightening. That was awesome. I don't know if I've ever seen uh, leg lock attack into a guillotine transition. Can't say I have. That was. I mean, now I have. Very impressive. Very impressive. And, you know, the funny thing is I, I read something over the weekend, uh, or at least before the fight, where they were saying, oh, you know, the one question you kind of have about Figueredo is maybe his ground game. Because obviously you think of him as um, this power-hitting guy. I think we can kind of put that to rest now. He's got some subs. He's got two straight submission wins. I mean, you put Joseph Benavides to sleep, and then you come out with this performance. Well, yeah, it's time to put that to bed. He's very well-rounded. He, you, you look at him, and you don't necessarily see a readily apparent Achilles heel that you're going to just, just exploit. I don't see one. I, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to beat him for a while. At least at this weight class. Obviously, things could change if he was to ever move up to bantamweight, which I'll have to think. Someone of his size, probably it's just going to happen eventually. Uh, I don't know. He's kind of up there. He's like, what is he, 33, 32? I think he's kind of set where he is. I don't know. We'll have to see. But, uh, you know, I mean, if he, look, if he ends up cleaning out this division or something like that, you know, this, this is down the road. There's still plenty of work to be done. You know, we got... There's there's this fight actually that just kind of got made in the aftermath of last night against Brandon Moreno, right? Yeah, Brandon Moreno looked very good as well. I would love winning on the feature prelim over uh, your boy Brandon Royval. Would have loved to see what happened if his shoulder didn't pop out, but nonetheless, Moreno still looked really good. So why don't we make this an annual event where Royval and Moreno fight? I I think there there should be like certain guys that every year they just meet. Maybe we can make it like an annual card where all those guys always fight on the same card. I like it. Just make it so that they can't get injured during it, so they actually make it through the whole fight. Sure, we'll we'll consult with uh, the greatest physicians in the world and figure out how to do that. Yes. <laughs> what do you think of this fight, though, Figueredo and Moreno? Obviously, we're going to turn it around in what just about three weeks because my understanding is that Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling, their fight, which was supposed to headline, is now off the bantamweight title fight. 
uh, due to personal reasons for Yan. So now we're looking at this would be the only title fight up there. What do you think of it? Uh, it's the fight to make for sure. Uh, this quick turnaround, I love it. Both guys got out of there pretty unscathed and in quick fashion. They're in shape. Let's do it. I think Figueroa murders Marino the same way he did <laughs> Perez, but I'm all for it. Let's keep this division going. I mean, I'm inclined to agree, but I'll, I'll worry about making a pick later. I just think, especially for someone like you, who I don't know if we've, we've mentioned this too much on the show, but you, sir, are very much of the belief that champions should be fighting like all the time throughout the year. Absolutely. Correct? If you want so to be the champion, be, this would be Figueredo's fourth title fight this year. You go to the WWF. You know how many times they defend their belt? Oh, Once I know. a month. And, and, and maybe that's, that's more. real competition. There. Absolutely. But... It's, it's unscripted. <laughs> In, in no way is this written out as a storyline or decided who will be the champion by Vince McMahon. No, it should definitely be like WWF. And I I heard you call it WWF, and I appreciate that because that's what I still say. Because I don't watch. It's ingrained in my brain. I mean, WWE sounds so bad. But uh, all kidding aside, I do think champions should have to defend their title at least once a year. If they don't, they lose it. And they're just, they just don't make a new interim belt while this guy holds the belt hostage. You just lose the belt. Well, see, I agree with that, but you've been much more militant in what you said about. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would. If I had my way, I'd say, champs, you got to be the champ. You got to show up three times a year and defend that. Right. Belt. Yeah. And and you but know, I very I have, minimum should I have be been the belief that that's it's kind of hard to expect out of people at this level, especially and in this day and age. But yeah, I do think I agree with you. Champions should most definitely have to defend once every three hundred sixty-five days or so. You know, something like that. Um, or at least have it on the schedule within those 365. Like if, if it's, let's say it's coming in two weeks, you're not going to strip the belt, but if they don't make it, it doesn't matter. Just, just take the belt away. No interim belts. I don't like interim belts at all. I think you just take it and crown a new champ. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah. And even, a hard and fast rule that, that applies to everyone, including Conor McGregor. Yeah. It has to apply to everyone or it just, it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I think we've covered everything about the men's flyweight division. So let's move on to the women's side with Valentina Shevchenko, who she had a, you know, early on a bit of a surprisingly competitive bout with Jennifer Maya, the challenger before taking control and, and definitely winning a, a no brainer 49, 46 across the board decision. Yeah. M- Maya came to fight probably the best performance we've seen outside of Nunez against uh, Shevchenko. And we saw why Shevchenko's the champ because she was able to uh, weather the storm. If you can even call it a storm, it was just, she lost one round, but, it was, you know, a, it's adversity. A, yeah, she had you know, a if you haven't adversity. been in adversity in a while, little while, which she really has not, it's still something there. Um, you know, everything's relative. And she was throwing hard, heavy shots. That, they were scary, especially those spinning kicks that were sending Maya like halfway across the ring. I thought those were pretty. Yeah, awesome. like right around the midway point of round three was where you could really tell she kind of got right back into it, and she was like her, you know, her normal self again. Yeah. Credit to Maya for hanging tough, not getting finished. She was game, to, and and not just game in the sense that she survived or something like that. Like I thought in round five, she went for it as best as she could. She just she wasn't capable of winning, but at least not on this night. But she definitely went for it. She put herself out there. She took risks. She was trying to win. Yeah, I wonder at what point though fighters are like, All right, you know what? I'm not winning by just clinching against a cage. We know I'm not going to get a finish from this position. Why do I keep going to it? It's hard to say. I mean, you know, when you're in the moment, like, like you obviously you you do you you train uh, martial arts. Like, are you always doing the things you it's want been, to do when you're in the moment? It's been quite a while 
since I've tried anything. But it's not like you haven't done it. Oh, I don't know. Like when you've, you know, you've done Naga tournaments with, uh, with jujitsu. Has, has your body always responded the way you think you want it to be? No, but it's not because of something I'm doing. It's because of I'm getting put in that position. Maya was the one that was initiating the clinch. Fair enough. I, I do think there's ruts that people can get in though. You, you know, sometimes you, you know, you have, obviously she has people in her corner who are trying to give her instructions of things to do. And it's not like she's like, F them. I don't think they know what they're talking about. I'm going to do my own thing. Right. I agree. I, I think it's just not working. You know, sometimes you just get in that, you know, you get in this rut, you're doing one thing and it just, you kind of, it's hard to pull yourself out of it. You know what it is? I'm just not a fan of uh, game plans. Like it felt like that was the game plan, put her against the cage and we're not straying from it, even though we're down 39, 37. I think game plans, it depends on the fighter. You know, some, some fighters I think probably thrive in that. Some fighters probably would be better with a little more jazz, you know, so to speak, or, you know, some people maybe just a little bit of, you know, these are kind of things we want you to focus on, but please feel in the moment. You know, I'm, I'm sure everybody is different. You Can know? we get more Michelle Pereira? He is fun. I like that style of fighting. Just, you have no idea what's going to happen. Him against uh, Cass Williams next month is going to be fantastic. It's going to be chaos. I, definitely. But yeah, I mean, again, back to the champ, though. Shevchenko, credit to her. She put it together. Easy 49-46 is across the board. Only round two went the other way. Uh, yeah, and it no is funny that, yeah, that. We're, we're talking about this like, oh, it was like adversity. But obviously, it, it really was, in the end, a pretty clear-cut, easy win for uh, her, so to speak. After the second round, I was thinking of ways for me to be funny on the show. And it didn't come through because I was going to be like, oh, Valentina was the other Shevchenko tonight. Oh, but yeah. It didn't, didn't turn out. No, it did not. Didn't happen. Although, <laughs> shout out to Antonia Shevchenko, who who definitely did look very good in her victory over Ariane Lipsky, the queen of violence. Total turnaround from what we saw a couple months ago. Very impressive. Very impressive. But I think now we've got to move on to we have one fight that we really want to get into. For contested rounds and the rest of the, the rounds we're going to be talking about are much more much more brief, uh, kind of no effect on the actual result here. But this was a fight between Nicholas Dalby and Daniel Rodriguez, where Dalby got the unanimous nod, 30-27 on one, 29-28 on the other two. And it was definitely a, I don't want to say controversial or anything like that, but it was, it was a fight that I'm very surprised by a 30-27 card, but it probably could have gone realistically uh, the other way right for rodriguez i thought so i mean live to be fair i wasn't i was dozing off in the middle of round one and i scored it for him it's not a fair score but my final score live ended up being 30 27 oh but you ended up rewatching it of course yeah i ended up rewatching. you know the, the two disputed rounds between the actual judges rounds two and three so why don't we get into round two yeah round two that's that's where we should totally pick up what did you see i thought rodriguez landed the better strikes all around and i thought dobby's offense really only was leg kicks and I didn't think they were enough for uh, they weren't enough for me to give him that round. Yeah, honestly, I thought this was a really good round for Rodriguez. <laughs> you know, I I felt pretty surprised that it actually went Dalby's way on two of the cards, and it didn't. And those just, were from it, Anthony Manis and Tony Weeks. A lot of people thought Dalby round won this round too on on Twitter as well. So I know. Well, I mean, what is they? What do they know? I'm just saying it. it what do we know? We for, seem to know, be in that the, matter, in, but <laughs> in the extreme majority. I mean, it's extreme minority uh, for this round, kind of. Yeah, I I didn't. I honestly didn't think that this was all that hard around to score. Maybe that's just me. I I definitely lean the same way as Derek Cleary, who gave it to Rodriguez. Yeah, that same as me. Yeah, just a, a good round for him. I I agree. I agree. It's 
he did a lot of work. And, and again, you can't always go by numbers here. But I do have the numbers, uh, total strikes in this round. Rodriguez, 33. Dalby, 14. You know, even even Rogan mentions this. He says Dalby's kicks look really good, but his hands aren't that good. And that's what I took away from this round is his kicks were really the only decent offense he had. The one thing they also pointed out, it might have been Rogan who said this, or maybe it was DC, was that the hands almost seemed to be more of a range finder. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not concerned with with you know the percentage of strikes landed. Like that isn't important. It doesn't matter you know your performance as far as your ability to land when you throw. It's more about the effect you put out there when you do land. And if you have 33 to 14 on strikes landed in favor of Rodriguez, I mean, again, you can't go by numbers, but unless they're jabs, Dalby better be landing freaking hard, right? Yeah. Or unless Rodriguez is just throwing jabs. Unless Rodriguez just throwing jabs, but but I think he's landed some pretty solid shots. I thought he had a couple of kicks to the body. I, I think I recall. And and pretty... again, I mean, every little every little strike you're throwing a distance that adds up too. So I I didn't score it based on the numbers. I watched it and I thought Rodriguez won. But then I looked at the numbers and I felt pretty darn good about giving it to Rodriguez. Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, this this seems really lopsided. Yeah, it helps the case. Yeah, so I'm very surprised actually that this one ended up going. The way of Dalby on two of the three cards, um, I I I thought Cleary nailed this one. Yeah, so credit that, to him. As uh, Bruce Buffer would say, Derek clearly clearly saw this right. <laughs> Derek clearly nailed this one. But um, <laughs> never heard that before. Round three though, this one I thought was much closer, uh, and and it was split. Ended up being uh, Tony Weeks and Derek Cleary giving it to Dalby, and Manus gave it to Rodriguez. Yeah, what I, about you? I thought both guys had a good round. Yeah, if that's I think possible. So. Uh, so I understand the split here. I ended up going with uh, Rodriguez. I thought he landed just a tad bit better. Uh, nothing really in particular stands out why I went that way, but that's just how I felt uh, watching it. I felt he had the better effective striking. Yeah, and it really comes down to that. It's just I thought he had the slight edge in terms of the the effective striking. It also um, it also could be that Dobby was more aggressive this this round than in the past he was. two rounds. Not that you grade aggression, right. but I think the aggression probably led to more effective offense. Yes. Right? Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes, it helped him. Yeah, I think probably it would have been. I mean, obviously he won the fight, so it didn't matter. But it certainly would have made it a lot easier for people at home to swallow if he had uh if he had been more aggressive in you know kind of pushing for effectively landed offense in mm-hmm. round two, especially. Right. Definitely. But yeah, a close round. I also saw it for Rodriguez here, but totally, totally fine. You know, no matter which way the judges scored this one, as far as I'm concerned, Weeks and Cleary, they went Dalby. I went the other way. Doesn't bother me. It was round two that I, I'm, it's really a sticking point for me is round two. So when I look at this, I, I don't have a problem necessarily that Dalby won the fight, but I really don't like the 30 27 scorecard that Tony Weeks turned in. I don't think that's a strong card. I would agree. I think I think thirty twenty seven is a fine card for Rodriguez. I don't like it for Dalby. I, R- round I, I two just, for yeah, sure. This is a twenty nine twenty eight fight for yeah. me. And, and you know what? If it's split, that's fine. I I have no problem being split uh, for either way. Again, it could have it really fight up for grabs as far as I'm concerned because of the third round. I thought it was one one going into third, and that's what we're at. I'm with you. Yeah. So I, you know, hard to get too mad about again it going Dalby's way, but. Such is the case when you leave it in the hands of the judges. You are not in control of who is going to get the nod. 
That is not to say never leave it in the hands of the judges. That's a stupid mantra. You know, I don't think but, I don't think it's stupid when it started. I think it's stupid in today's uh, MMA because the skill level is just so high. You're going to get a lot more decisions. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's impossible. Like we're going to half the fights are going to go to decision, and the lower in weight you go, you're going to get more fights that go the distance because they have less power. It's just the way it is. Statistics back this up, and they don't get tired. So <laughs> they also, yeah, that's true. They they typically don't get tired. Not always, but uh, yeah, that that was really the main fight that I think we wanted to break down. We do have some some rounds for the ten eight watch and some lightning rounds to get into. But let's start with the ten eight watch though, real quick. Uh, starting with Kyle Dawkins, who got the unanimous nod over Dustin Stolzfus. Thirty twenty seven on two cards. Thirty twenty six on Mike Bell's card. Mike Did you Bell. also see a 10-8 in round three like Mike Bell? I did not go 10-8. Uh, I gave it 10-9 for Dawkins. Uh, I thought he gave him a really good beating in this round. And I love that someone went 10-8. It's just I, I, I wish to see a harder push. I, I thought it, I needed a harder push for actually me to have the confidence to write it down. But if you're saying I can write this down for 10-8, going forward, I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. And I'm going to try to narrow it down. Mike Bell is always pushing the envelope. When ter- in terms of 10-8 rounds. And I, I mean, I don't mean that to say like he's trying to do things that other people aren't, but I feel like he's been more willing to pull the trigger on a 10-8 round, which I, I like because he doesn't do it when it's like a crazy time to pull a 10-8 card out, usually. I don't think. I think it's just in a round where enough of the Ds are checked off where you can give that score. And I think he does a great job with it. I think he did a great job with it here. I thought it was a big round in terms of uh, striking damage from Dawkins, and and I went for a ten eight too. So you know, credit to him. Yep, I, I'm happy with a ten eight. I I got went with ten nine. I don't know if I, I had the heart to pull it for ten eight. Maybe next time I will. Sir. Next time I will. <laughs> I I will say that before we move on, I just want to point out that I actually when watched this live, I did think Stolzfus did enough to get, to win a very close round too. I thought it was super close. I understand why I'm very much in the minority there. Uh, and all three judges gave that 10-9 to Dawkins. But, yeah, and I thought that was a pretty close round. Yeah, I, I mean, they did a lot of work against the cage. So it, a lot of the round isn't really that effective. It's exactly. T- that, tough to... And that was, that's always a tougher round for, for yeah. me to score. I'm not a trained judge. Yep. It's all right. The other uh, 10-8 watch round that we have here is jo- Joaquin Buckley who, of course, was coming off the incredible spinning back kick knockout in the fight last month, right? Or a couple weeks ago. Was it even yeah. this month? I'm losing track of time. Yeah, it was in Fight Island, right? So that'd be God, like... I, I don't know. 2020 has been 10, 20 years long. So. <laughs> anyway, it was a sick knockout. He's back in the huge, cage. Huge second round knockout of uh, Jordan Wright on Saturday. Do you ever see, but, you ever yeah. see She's Out of My League? She's Out of My League, yeah. Actually, what? I like that one. Does Jordan Wright not remind you of the older brother of uh, the main character? It's been too long for me to be oh, able to remember what yeah. that minor character looks like. When we're done, you should go look, look it up after up. the show. I yeah. promise. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we had a 10-8 round come from Chris Lee here uh, in round one before the knockout in round two uh, for Buckley. But it was Manus and Eric Cologne who gave it a 10-9. Did you see a 10-8? I actually tweeted my score as I, I typically do when I watch live. I went ten mm-hmm. nine, but I tweeted, "I would love for a judge to go ten eight here." So you're happy with Chris Lee uh, going that yes, way? Yes, I am. Even though you didn't. Yes. Okay. Because once All again, right, I fair. once again I I didn't trust uh myself to go a full ten eight and be able to 
really defend it. But that's fair. That's fair. You should only be able to put a score out there if you can make a defense within the criteria, of course. So, but I mean, he hurt him bad. I, he probably shouldn't have came out for round two. Yeah, and... I, I got to thank his corner. And we've said this before, cornermen really ought to be take a little more responsibility with their fighters and say, hey, I live to fight another day. But they tried him out anyway, and he was gone or inside of 20 seconds in round two. But I also just gave this one a 10-9. Solid, very good 10-9, but nonetheless 10-9. And it didn't even matter. Yeah, because he got another performance bonus knockout. Very impressive knockout from Mr. Buckley. Good job on you, sir. Uh, and that was it for the 10-8 watch, but we do have some quick lightning rounds. We're just going to run down really quickly here. Uh, Tim Means against Mike Perry. He got the unanimous nod over the, uh, can I call him a scumbag, Mike Perry? Yeah, I'll call him a scumbag. Right, yeah, Mike Perry's a scumbag, and I'm glad he lost. <laughs> but 30-27 uh, for Tim Means on one card, 29-28s on the other two. Uh, round one, of course, being the one split round. How did you see this one for Perry or for me? I gave it for Perry. I thought the grappling and strong choke attempts, plus he had some success on the feet. And that's what won yeah. it over Means yeah. for me. I mean, Means really I gave it only... to the scumbag too. <laughs> Means only really had a final minute or so of really a solid effective offense. Yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, I, I was actually, he made it pretty close. I thought Means made it really close, but I didn't go there the way Dave Hagen did. Uh, Chris Lee and Mike Bell were the ones who saw it for Perry, just as you and I did. I wish I didn't. But I'm glad he lost the fight. Scumbag. Go away. The thing is, I thought this might be a win or lose your cut because you missed weight. But it doesn't appear to be that. They love him. I mean, just because he seems like everything that they love about him is what I just loathe about him. He's the type of person (laughs) that I wouldn't want my children to know about. Or at least to be able to point to when they're a little older and be like, yeah, everything he does, just do the other thing. Even though having the wrong entrance music was pretty entertaining, but aside from that, good good win for Tim Means. Yeah, I'm I'm happy I'm happy from Tim Means, and also he walked out to Slippin' by DMX. Great song. <laughs> Paul Craig, unfortunately, just dismissing Shogun Hua uh, in the second round, who tapped out to strikes. Uh, it it actually doesn't go down as a submission anymore. They are now ruled as TKOs. All right, TKO. Either way. Someone stopped the fight because of strikes. It, it was a stoppage due to strikes because it, because he tapped out. That's how they essentially do it now. But that was in round two. Round one was, I think, a pretty surprising split round here. I thought so, with too. With Chris Lee going for Shogun. Did you go for Shogun? Yeah, I, I just I didn't see much for Shogun. He didn't really do anything when he had the top position. Uh, Craig had a strong anaconda attempt, was landing knees to the head, some good kicks. I... I I thought this was pretty clear for Craig. Yeah, this this is I don't think this is a particularly great score to give. I thought it was a Craig round uh too. It's it's not like indefensible. Actually, even watching it, I, I saw a minor argument for Shogun, but I just uh I wouldn't have gone that way. It, it again, not the worst round, but I don't I don't think it was a strong score. Uh so I went with Craig. Tony Weeks and Mike Bell also went this way. I'm I'm going all the way with Mike Bell uh on, on this uh particular event. Mike Bell is a fantastic judge. I'd I mean, love to say this a lot, but he, he's really terrific. And then the last round we only need to talk about is uh, Sasha Palatnikov, who got the third round TKO in the fight of the night over Luis Kosi. This was really a fun fight. Really fun fight and really fun first round, but also because it was such a fun round and back and forth or kind of a tale of two rounds, so to speak. Yep. It was, uh, that was a split round here. So how did you see it? I ended up uh, going 10-9 uh, Koski. Kosi. 
Kosey. All right, ten nine Kosey. There you go. <laughs> and not because yeah, of I his tattoos. Did. I also did just like Eric Cologne. So Jersey's United. The Jersey continues United here. Uh, Anthony Manis and Junichiro Camijo. They were the ones who saw it for Palatnikov. Uh, but I do see, I mean, Kosi was really awesome in the early part. I thought he was probably on his way to a 10-8. Uh, but then he obviously just ran out of gas. And Palatnikov came back and, and I mean, he kind of dropped him almost like near the see, end, right? I see a very minor case for Palatnikov. Less close than you see it. Oh, no, I thought it was actually quite See, close. I, Kos- I don't have a big problem well, with it going the other way. It's close because of it's back and forth. I thought the Koski's offense was much greater. Kosey. Kosey. Get the man's whatever his name, name right. is. Kosey. I thought he hurt Palatnikov. He got Palatnikov. knocked out for your entertainment, sir. He hurt Palatnikov badly twice Yeah, where he almost finished. I didn't think Palatnikov came close to getting a finish. He hurt yeah, him, I think, you, but you know, he You talk about didn't... diminishing blows in terms of offense, you know, gradable offense when you're judging. I saw several diminishing blows from Kosi too. I agree. So, I mean, and like you said, he gassed out and that was it. The thing is when, when Kosi had his offense, Palatnikov was not responding. When Palatnikov had his offense, Kosi was still fighting back. So I do, I find it a, a bit tough to go Palatnikov. I can see a reason you would do it. I just mm. don't agree with it. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, but again, I, I definitely thought it was very close. I have no problem here. And fortunately, Palatnikov took uh, the judges out of it anyway. It didn't matter. Yeah, he ended up finishing them round three. Yep. Good win for him. Good de- good win for the debuting uh, Palatnikov. Kosi, I think he acquitted himself well, but he's definitely going to need to uh, find a way to get his body oxygen in a more efficient manner. Yeah. We did have, of course, uh, you know, I th- that's all of the rounds we were going to break down, but we had some fights that the judges uh, got all the way through. Caitlin Chukagin getting 30-27 times 3 over Cynthia Calvillo. Don't know how on I the didn't main fall card. Asleep. I don't know how I didn't fall asleep during this fight. Uh, I <laughs> it can't. that bad. Uh, point, it it was wasn't just, great, but it, it wasn't was, that bad. It was a sparring match. They sparred. Nobody tried to finish either person. I, I was, Chukagin I, definitely point fought. I, I will give her that. You I, give you that. She, was, she's... She's often very much a point fighter. She looks so good against Shevchenko. Like she was actually trying to finish her, and then she went back to her old ways here against Calvillo. She did well. You know what? She tried to finish her on the ground. I would like to see her try to do more work on the ground. But Calvillo's got a dangerous ground game too, so I understand why she kept it standing and, and worked her kickboxing. Which, look, you don't have to like it. it. May not be the most fun for a fan to watch, but she's very good at what she does. I don't like it. But anyway, and speaking of uh, other Shevchenko. <laughs> Antonina, of course, like we mentioned, she got the uh, second round TKO over Lipsky. Uh, round one, everyone gave to Shevchenko too. No argument there. 10-9. Uh, and Alan Joban in a fun fight against uh, Jared Gooden. Uh, not Jared Gordon and not Jared Gordon, who is a NASCAR driver, who is actually Jeff Gordon. Uh, <laughs> that was, there was some weird confusion going on there from DC. DC had a weird night. He was just excited uh, but- Rogan was back. But Joban, Joban got uh, 30 27s times three, uh, despite his eye being all messed up by the end and having to go to the hospital. Yeah, that was a fun fight. It was, it was. So good good, uh, good job, I think, on the judges on the whole. I don't think the judges had a bad night by any stretch. No, I'm, I'm pretty good with it. Finishes, we had uh, six of them, five by TKO and one sub. And because we only had one sub, I know who you picked as your favorite finish. But it was also a really good sub. It was a really good sub. That was that was very impressive. Which and, one would that be? Let's just oh, identify that again for anyone who's forgotten. Flyweight champ Davison Figueredo sending me to bed when I was begging for it because I was exhausted with an <laughs> awesome first round guillotine over Alex Perez. 
that probably made you pretty happy too. You probably like snapped out of it a little bit. You were ready yeah, to go to bed. You're like, I was. Yes, this is great. Yeah, now I, I can a, go to bed. <laughs> a bit of an, a little adrenaline uh, kicked in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What about you? For me, it was Buckley getting the knockout. I mean, clean knockout first off. Uh, and he basically, like I said, he kind of almost did finish the job at the end of the first round. So, you know, you trot right out there. It really didn't have anything left, and, and he just put him down, especially when you've got a, a monster like Buckley, who's he's just, he's so powerful. Yeah, and the UFC agree with you because they gave him 50 grand for it, and I really hope we get to see Buckley versus Kraus. Seems like I think the fighters deserve 100,000 as performance bonuses now. I think it's time we up it double, not just by 10. I, w- I want $100,000 every time we give out a performance bonus. I think the UFC should be able to afford it. Scott wants a commission for getting it to that point. Nah, I don't need anything. I just want the fighters to have better lives. So right. Buckley works as a, an assistant manager at a Walgreens. Maybe he wants the exclusive pops. For I mean, maybe. Dibs. But come on. Let's get this guy. If if he had that, he'd have 100000 extra on top just over the last month. He wouldn't necessarily need to work at Walgreens anymore. Maybe he likes that. I don't want to criticize Walgreens. That's that's my go-to for, uh, for medicine, which I'm taking right now because I'm a little under the weather. Don't know if anybody can tell. But uh, yeah, I just want these fighters to have better financial situation than they do because it's it's just silly that we have guys who are begging for performance bonuses so that they can actually quit their main jobs so they <laughs> their side hustle come on yeah because you can't expect the best out of them if they can't train full-time so it, it's, pay the fighters it's it works out better for everybody pay the fighters and that's going to do it for this episode we will be back on black friday the day after thanksgiving with another show for you guys. Not sure exactly what we're going to have for you, but it'll be good. Dan, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I'll be at my house. Nice. Same here. No one goes anywhere this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, but my wife's got some delicious food cooked up and uh, planned for us. I'm excited. Yeah, it's my favorite holiday. So uh, I'm excited to eat a whole bunch. And uh, that's about it. Well, sir, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thanksgiving to everyone.